what's going on? It's your girl Ty here, which stands for Together Individual Entertainment. Okay, so basically we are now getting into Chapter 3 of the first book, which is called Gilded Robes. It's from Emma Ham, and as I said before, it's a retail of Beauty and the Beast. Now, I have to tell you that this book is only for teenagers only. I would say maybe ages 14 and over. Um, and the reason is because these are like teenage movies. But you know what? I am just saying that maybe uh, if you're an English teacher out there, then maybe you should learn to, I don't know. There, There is this one thing that has my idea just blowing in my mind right now. I, I'm just saying you English teachers out there that maybe in the future when everything goes back to normal, if it goes back to normal, when this pandemic, if the pandemic is over, I should say, um, basically, you shouldn't think about having a retail fairy tale assignment. There are many authors who recreated and retold the story of Cinderella, Beauty and the Beast, uh, Rumpelstiltskin, so many stories that have been retold in a different way that maybe, just maybe, that you should think about having an assignment of letting these kids choose a retailing fairy tale book that would get them very interested in. But uh, basically, I will move. I will talk more about that uh, after my five chapter preview uh, with the first book or whatever, and I will have more to talk about uh, besides that. Along with, like, TVs and everything. Because what I discovered is just unbelievable. But for now, I need to get into Chapter 3. So, here we go. And as usual, I'm going to play fantasy music to make it a little more magical. So, here we go. Amisha stumbled through the forest. Twigs yanked at her hair. Tugging her backward like claws. Caught in the dark strands. She tried to go slow. Noise would only bring them to her faster and fear convinced her they would hunt her down but she couldn't stop the thundering of her heart or the way in her muscles twitched to sprint the forest was far more terrifying than she imagined dark trunks surrounded her as she swore faces peered around their bark rustling leaves and breaking twigs threatened there were more in this forest than just monsters but animals as well she had only been outside the city limits for a few times with her father and never close enough to touch under one of the trees. She always said this was the land of the dread, and she was never to go in. Now, there was nowhere else for her to go. She couldn't follow the road leading to the other cities. The dread could fly. They would see her swoop down and pluck her off the road as easily as a hawk, snagging a chicken. Night had fallen, and somehow that made it more terrifying than before. The forest came alive at night. What little moonlight remained served only to spear beams, which made the darkness all the more deep and mysterious. Her thoughts drifted back to her home, back to Little Marsh, and what she had done, the screams still echoed in her her head. She could hear them. The people who needed help and all she had done was destroy. What had her father wanted her to do that? Why wouldn't he rather see the kingdom burn than the dread capture them? Father, he'd been so certain and she had done nothing. Was he still alive? He couldn't be. The streets had ran red with fire and blood. 
but she hadn't felt him go. It was like he was still here with her, in her heart. Every fiber of her soul was tainted now. She had destroyed an entire city, saving them from becoming the dread, but still taking their lives, and choked in a sound escaped between her clenched teeth. There wasn't time for this. She told herself she had to remain strong and keep going through this forest of tangled briars and shadows that seemed to move on their own. She couldn't bog herself down with guilt. The thoughts of dying people screaming and trapped within the fortress of Little Marsh. Amisha tripped at the thought of falling hard on her hands and knees in the dirt. Mud oozed between her fingers, and for a second, it looked like blood in the glistening light of the moon. What have I done? She whispered, sinking her hands deeper into the muck. What did you ask me to do, Father? What did she ever be able to ease torment in her soul? Wouldn't she ever be able to look anywhere, look at anyone in the eye again? Once they knew she was the killer of Little Marsh, her city had been a haven for all the Empire of Ember, a safe place for all those who needed to seek asylum. And now there was nowhere else for anyone to go. Sniffing hard, she reached up and dashed away the tears on her face. Mud slicked across her cheeks, and maybe that would help her hide if need be. Her father used to talk about the days when they could go out into the forest, the day when humans hunted creatures in the woods for meat. She wrecked her brain for any memories of what they had done. He said that they tracked the creatures, but that wouldn't help her. Though her stomach rumbled with the desire for food, she had no tools other than a small set of lockpicks in her pocket. It seemed unlikely. She killed a deer with those. Twigs snapped to her left, followed by a heavy thud and a feet. Amisha breathed and caught in her chest. And she slowly tilted her head. She couldn't see much in the shadows, but she doubted creatures existed in the forest who were large enough to make that sound. The darkness wards between a corpse of a tree, at least seven feet high, and with the horns as thick as her forearms, the shape of the dread moving inch by inch. She flung herself into the mud, arms bent underneath her head. The creature lifted its head, snuffled and then moved away for a moment. A horn snagged on the branch above it before Beast gave a quick toss of its head and snapped the limb clear off. She couldn't stay here, not in the forest when they were still searching for her, although it made little sense why they were still looking. Certainly, they didn't care if they only missed one person to add to their army of monsters. They should have been focusing on trying to put out the fires in the city and stealing whatever human they could from a bearable cauldron, a soul within those walls. Instead, they had come into this forest and for her a single woman, nothing more than a mere scrap. Compared to all the strong men and little marsh, perhaps her father had been right. The dread in her home had stepped into the torchlight. They might truly be adverse to fire, but they weren't adverse to light. The others had left when the city burned. So 
that was enough to give her hope, Amisha dashed the guilt from and fear from her mind. There would be time for mooring. But that time was not now. The creatures were in the forest with her, and that made this place infinitely more frightening. What had her father used to say? The dread cannot stand fire. It is their greatest weakness. If you are ever lost in the forest, or if you are ever hunted by their kind, then you need to know how to start a fire, my dear girl. The father, she asked, won't a fire bring them to me? If you are in the forest of the one, then they already know where you are. She remained flat in the mud and for a long heartbeat, staining in her eyes to find what she would need. Dry twigs enough kindling and logs so the fire would sustain itself. For a long time, she just had to get through the night, and then she had bested them. One night, and she could get through a single night. Amisha crawled through the mud and the slush to a small incline that led deeper into the forest. She had to get out of the wet, bog-like area and to somewhere it would hopefully be drier. When she couldn't gather all the materials needed for her plan, though her progress was slow, she crawled her way across the forest floor. Bugs bit at her skin, leaving itching welts that stung whenever she touched them. A few times she heard breaking tree limbs and had to freeze for a long heartbeat before the sounds died back down. By the time she found what she needed, none of the dread had found her. Moving quickly, she gathered on for a bark and broken twigs and from the undergrowth she swooped handful of leaves into rings around herself and buried logs underneath the leaves the dragon would not attack her if she had protection through the night amisha had one chance at this everything had to be perfect finally she had to set up her own personal ring of tinder that would keep her safe as a precaution she also gathered a small bundle of thick logs and stacked them in the center. She bent down and set to work. Her father had taught her how to light a fire with just two sticks. All it took was friction, enough movement to cause the smallest spark. Then she would catch it in the dry leaves. She had found and transported it into the ring. Easy enough, expert when she rubbed the sticks together, nothing happened. No spark, just the bark coming off the twigs from her movement. Come on, she thought, pressing them together harder. We've done this before, Amisha. Come on. Twigs snapped in the forest beyond. It wasn't the sound from the animals passing by. This was made by a large creature who had somehow impossibly found her, letting out a Mo hiss. Amisha pressed the sticks together frantically. She thought she might have a little more time than this, and yet now they had found her. The twigs shifted moving with a speed she hadn't known possible, even as her palms grew slick with sweat. A small plume of smoke grew from the movement. She squeaked in the excitement, then dove into the small embers, cupping them in her hands. She blew on them until the flame grew to life. Sounds of movement grew louder and louder, but she couldn't 
beaten and distracted. If she lost this tiny flame, then there would be nothing else for her. She would be captured, and the rest of her life would be spent as a winged monster. Amisha wouldn't abide only by the future. She couldn't... Glowing hard on the fire, she began to burn through leaves to her palms. She made her way into the rain. She sat up around herself. Carefully, she placed it down and gave it one last bunkful of air. The fire burst to life. It filled the rain of twigs and leaves. She sat up with a great gust. The sound seemed to echo through the forest. The sudden flames illuminated a monstrous face, a dread who stood close enough it might have reached for her. She stumbled back and landed on the bathroom hands, pressed into the earth as she stared up at the creature. In response to the flames, it lifted an arm to cast a shadow across its strange eyes. For a heartbeat, she thought it would come through the fire. It stared at her with a single-minded intent that made her think her father had been wrong. That these creatures didn't care at all if there was a fire, that it would come for her as it had her entire kingdom. The creature took a step back, its strange long legs bent, and it moved away from the light, arms still lifted to cover its face. The beast in fur on leathery wings, and the burst into the air through the canopy of leaves. The fire sputtered, but remained glowing strong. Amisha sh shuddered. Fear and relief made her entire body shake until she could hardly hold herself together. She felt as though she might shatter. She survived. Her father had been right. She curled her arms around her knees, drawing them tight against her chest, and tried only to stop shivering. She should sleep. The night was young, and the fire would keep going for a little while longer, but she didn't know when it would stop. What if the creature were just waiting for the right moment? A cold breeze blasted by her. The flame shuddered, along with the cold chill that danced down her spine. She would not get any sleep, not when a bitter winds of autumn tried their best to take away their her safety. Curling into a tighter ball, she tried to ignore the mud. Drawing it on her face and sticking her clothes to her side, she would survive this. She had to. Amisha stared into the forest, watching in the reflection of the fire bouncing upon eyes that saw better in the dark. She didn't know if those were the eyes of the dread watching its prey or some other animal in the forest that stalked her now. Either way, she wouldn't sleep this night. All right, so that was chapter three of book one, Gilded Rose by Emma Hamm. And remember, if you want to read this book on your own or whatever, there happens to be a book that you can purchase on Amazon, and the audio version is available on Amazon too. And remember, there's also two more books. And Excuse me. Emerald Rose and Midnight Rose, both written by Emma Hamm, and both you can find on Amazon. Well, I hope you enjoyed this chapter 3 read-along of Book 1, Gilded Rose. This is Ty saying, enjoy reading for it could be fun and interesting. Bye!